Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you. Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away. I believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data. Unforgettable stories. Fluff would call me after a practice round, and he would say to me, Peter, this kid, Tiger Woods, hits shots like I've never seen. This kid is unbelievable. And then Tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say, Peter, you won't believe this. I registered, and they gave me a free car to drive. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Pleasure to have your company on this beautiful day. I don't, how is it wherever you are? It's always lovely in the morning here in Florida. It's humid. I won't deny that. But even now in, what are we, July 1st? Yeah, it's it's going to be a 1,000 degrees here. That's just the nature of, of Florida. It's the tropics in the summer but the mornings are gorgeous gorgeous sunrise that we watched this morning and then uh, it will steadily and very quickly get hot as the day progresses but this is the absolute beautiful time of day and i hope it is wherever you're listening to us i know many of you listening to us outside of north america outside the united states uh, it is well past the morning hours you're into your lunch and beyond hours and listening to us and we thank you too for spending a part of your day with us all of you across canada the united states welcome and good day one and all rocket mortgage classic will be kicking off we are now just hours away from the start of that say it again please dom Saying there's actually live golf today they're having another charity exhibition match yeah what's that about what's that what's the exhibition today so the exhibition today is uh, called Changing the Course. It's at 1 p.m., and you can see the presentation of it live on PGA Tour Live. And in fact, I actually think oh. they're going to be simulcasting it on Golf Channel as well. And it's going to be a match. It's going to be Harold Varner III and Bubba Watson against Jason Day and Wesley Bryan. They're only playing nine holes, but they are playing the Detroit Golf Club where the Rocket Mortgage Classic is being held. And they're raising funds, obviously, the charity that they're focusing on this year, I forget what the name of the charity is, but they're trying to end the digital divide in Detroit. There's a lot of folks that don't have access to good internet or any internet, and they're trying to raise funds to change that. And uh, and that's kind of what this is all about. So it is. It's some live golf. You get to see the golf course today. I'm sure the players will be mic'd up. It'll be fun, a little loose. There's a lot more of that happening now, Matt, if you haven't noticed. I mean, the, the tour is releasing kind of at the end of every round sort of a best of mic'd up. I know at the front end, there was a lot of complaining about people saying, well, I'll never get mic'd up for all these reasons. But, you know, Wes Bryan, Bubba, these guys have been mic'd up. Uh, Greg Chalmers, they're releasing to every round. It seems like someone is agreeing to get mic'd up. And then if you search on PGA Tour's Twitter or if you go to their YouTube page and even sometimes on PGATour.com, they'll post it. They have these little two, three, four-minute best-of mic'd-up features, and they're actually really entertaining, Matt. See, that's what I was going to ask you. You said they're actually really entertaining because they do this kind of best of. But during the course of the 
tournament. Obviously, you and I have both watched hours, everyone else listening probably too, hours and hours and hours of the coverage in these first few weeks that they're back again. And it's included those guys that have been mic'd up. I haven't heard anything yet that's really been like, gosh, I'm so glad they have these players mic'd up. Have you? Other than these best ofs where they you know, put together the, the really good comments. I think that it's very difficult to put them together because in order to get the the juice, the, the, the great part of a four or five hour round, you have to sift through a lot of four or five hours of talking. And for them to catch one of those moments during the round live with Greg Chalmers, let's say, you, it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack, I think. It's difficult to do that. Now, it's a little different if you're talking about, this is my opinion, Matt, if you're talking about a, a, a conversation with a player and caddy. For me, especially on approach shots, I could listen to a player and caddy discuss their decision-making for every approach shot in every hole, and I personally find it very fascinating. So they could go into that live, and I would love every second of that conversation. But the fun stuff, I'm not sure if you've heard, like Ian Poulter farted, and they caught it on the mic and they laughed about it and stuff. So that's like one of those things that ends up in that video. You know, what are the odds that they, oh, let's go check in and see what's going on with that group. Then the guy farts. The odds are pretty remote. You're going to catch that live. Um, and I'm not sure that they have two or three people who are sitting there monitoring that feed. I don't know every about second Ian. He, he's funny like that. I mean, I remember at Celtic Manor, him peeing along the right side of a fairway. Yeah, but I'm, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. I was about. amazed <laughs> that he did it. You know, we're all walking off the tee, and he walks off to the right. Now, all the, the gallery was to the left. And I don't think that they were obscured. If they were, they weren't that obscured. And on the other side of that fairway, the right side, the side he was now facing and peeing towards, there was definitely people over there, but I don't know who they were, and it wasn't on property. I couldn't tell. But he just did his business right there. Never heard anybody say a word about it. Well, this is this is the philosophical divide I think that the fans and the PGA Tour probably have in my opinion just my opinion I think what like what you're describing and me talking about Ian Poulter farting or whatever that shows a human side a normal side an everyday weekend hacker side of the golfers that we never see and I think it makes them hilarious and personable and funny, and it, 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 it draws you in. I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. But I do think that the tour on occasion thinks it's, for lack of a better term, off-brand. And so they do what they can to kind of well, no, what they're afraid of is, is what uh, there's been a ton of already in that. If, if you up the, the microphones, golf for the best in the world is no different than if you try to put microphones on your, your local muni. You're going to hear a lot of raw language. Yeah, but that's human. Golf that is makes a, them human. That's, it is. But golf is a game that inherently, it's very rare that the shot that you're about to hit turns out exactly the way you want it to. So there's usually some type of reaction, as you call it. Human. <laughs> See, to me, I think the the reason why I found the, the mic'd up discussions or conversations so far, so far to be somewhat boring is because the conversations don't really mean anything. And I'm not saying that the approach shot of XYZ player on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday 
uh, it doesn't mean anything to them, but it doesn't mean anything in the context of the tournament. These people are not leaders of the tournament. It's not as we're coming down into final throws of the competition and what does it what does it mean here or what was uh, you know Xander Shoffley thinking when it hit the water uh, colonial you know those kinds of things and I think that would happen one if it, if they're lucky or two if they get greater acceptance by players doing this. All I'm saying is that simply having players mic'd up, the first one was Ricky, and I, I found that to be boring as all get out. I didn't find anything about that that was that was more interesting to me than the rest of the programming. And I think we're we're all learning through this comeback. It's the same as with the fans on site or not on site. And we and everyone was like, oh, what will it be like? And there was people speculating that, you know, it would be uh, – helpful to players because they wouldn't have the pressure from the fans and then we see that they have pressure anyway coming down the stretch because they're trying to win a pga tour event and we and the the general consensus i'm getting at least as much as you can read social media waves is that people don't miss the gallery being there one way or another it really doesn't make a difference and i never thought it would because of the way uh shots are framed by camera you see the player you see the ball you see the shot and you see the ball in the air you see it land I, I never really thought that the gallery was going to make that much of a difference one way or another. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have them there than not, but the fact that they're not, I'm okay with it. A lot of people have noted they don't miss the getting the whole guy and all all that. I get it. I understand. So it's it just I think we're learning through this whole process that some of the stuff that we thought was so important, now that we have it or don't have it respectively, eh, it's not changing that much. It still comes down to hitting shots and making putts and – who comes out with the lowest score? So, anyway, it's interesting. Bryson spoke yesterday. Dom made his uh, best of presser from from uh, Bryson, but I'm not going to play that one here. I'm going to invite you to listen to his entire press conference if if you're absolutely insane about everything that's going on with Bryson DeChambeau right now. Uh, my, my feeling with Bryson, to, to be fair, you guys already know this. I mentioned it on Morning Drive on Golf Channel this weekend, and I mentioned it yesterday in this show. I think he's getting overexposed. I think people are running so much with his story and and what he's doing and how he's doing it that I look at it and go, uh, you know, I'd feel differently if he won one of the first three events or he won two of the first three events or he won three of the first three events For in terms of the balance of the exposure that he's getting. He hasn't. There's been three other players that have emerged victorious and, and, and Daniel and Webb and, and, and DJ and there's been players between him and those players. Uh, none of whom are getting an equal balance of, of time, attention, or emotions because he put on this huge weight gain. It continues to be a story. My sense is with it, and I mean this respectfully because I'm one of these people that I know a lot of people don't like Bryson, and I also understand and respect why they don't like him because the way he comes across, it comes across, there's an air of, of, of arrogance to it. There's, there's an air of petulance to the way that he carries himself. I get all that. Uh, all I'm saying is, is I think – it's not a true reflection of who he really is. Everyone's convinced, well, that is the true reflection, the, the interpretations that you get of one's body language. But in my uh, interactions with Bryson DeChambeau, he's a good kid. He's a good guy. I call him kid, but he's a good guy. He's, he's gone out of his way uh, to be courteous. And I just I, I think my sense is, is my overall theory on it, is that I think that he doesn't understand why he's not liked universally. Right. And I think that he doesn't get that when you are, it's okay to be different. If you're going to stand out from the crowd, you got to stand out. So it's okay to be different. 
But when you're different and you declare that you're going to change things because of how different you are and you, you know, you, you, it, it comes down to the thing where, you know, Phil Mickelson's very calculated with what he says. Uh, Ricky Fowler's very calculated when he speaks, how he speaks, where he speaks and what he says to the point that if you're if you're watching, you know, the personality of Ricky, and you're like, wow, he seems like such a fun guy. But then you listen to his press conference, you go, wow, he didn't really say much of anything. Right. It's there's a difference between and it, that's all calculated. That's all that's the, their their agents, their teams, them. They have realized that if you're going to consume them as a brand. Then you're better off having that consumption done in these highly gloss prepackaged ways. Or when you speak to the media and or it should be when you speak to the media, make sure that. What you say and how you say it is with intent and in many cases well rehearsed. Right? Well, Bryson doesn't do that. Rory doesn't do that. JT doesn't do that. So listen, I could keep going. Jordan doesn't do that. They they speak from their heart and you know, they make headlines sometimes when they say things, good, bad, or indifferent. But I'd rather have someone just give it to us straight like that. It doesn't have to be orchestrated. So Bryson's on this weight gain, and and I'm gonna I am gonna play a cut from him in, in terms of what he says he's eating. But the, the the way my own personal opinion is, and that's what I do here, that's my job, is that this is a guy that's 26. He's in the gym. He's he's going to become big. He's going to become strong. He's going to be the biggest guy in the room, strongest guy in the room. We've all seen it a million times. Maybe we've gone through it ourselves when we were younger men. So when you hear this cut, it sounds like a typical Jim Meathead, with all due respect. You know, and all the talk about how far he's hitting the golf ball because of the strength training and the weight gain, I'm sure it's a part of it. Yeah, it's all a part of it. But I think a large part of it is is that he's because he's done all this, he has he has his freedom that comes from his own swing, that swing that creates enough space that he can rip that big body through it He's hitting distances that he's hitting because he's swinging at it like a madman. And he could be considerably lighter in terms of overall weight, and he'd still get tremendous performance from the way that he's going after the ball. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are working for Bryson DeChambeau. That's not any in any way what my comments are based on, to criticize what he's doing. I, I think you do what you think is going to work for you, and it's working for him. And I've said continuously... I know that people have trouble warming up to Bryson. I know that people go, I'm not sure that I'm buying that. I get it. But the difference is he's buying that. He believes what he says. And when you have belief and when you have conviction, that becomes confidence on the golf course for these guys. Obviously, they're already the best in the world at what they do. He's amongst that lot. So his face awareness, his swing plane, his very unique clubs that are incredibly upright. That's what I mean in terms of creating space, etc. All of that he believes, and it's working for him. Yes, there's parts of his game that he could tighten up even more, obviously, or else he would have won all those events, but he's knocking on the door. So here's Bryson on his diet. Yeah, well, I'll start off by saying I don't necessarily eat everything or anything I want. Um, there is this over 
overlying uh, principle of a two to one protein or carb to protein ratio. So that is first and foremost. Uh, I try and retain that throughout the whole day uh, with everything I eat and drink. I would say that in the mornings, I usually have four, four eggs, five pieces of bacon, some toast, and two protein shakes, two orgain uh, protein shakes. And then throughout the course of the day, I'll have you know a go macro bar here and there. I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, I'll have another protein drink. I'll have at least two protein drinks on the golf course. <laughs> so every you know, six holes, so you go you know, six, 12, and then after the round, I'll have one. Um, after that, I'm snacking when I'm practicing. After, go back to the hotel, eat a dinner, steak, potatoes, uh, then, and I'll have two protein shakes with it there as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm consuming around, I'd say six to seven of those organ protein shakes a day now where I used to be, you know, two or three. Um, so as I've upped the weight, upped everything, I just had to consume a lot more. Luckily, I like the taste of those, those shakes. So I, I can, I can take those pretty easily. <laughs> what, what would be your caloric intake? Shoot. I have no idea. Probably if you were to add all that up, it'd be around 3,000 to 3,500, I think. Something like that. Oh, oh, it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah. Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over 1,000. Thank you, Ron Burgundy. for Last helping. part was not part of the press conference. <laughs> yeah, thank you for Ron Burgundy helping with the press conference with... With Bryson DeChambeau. How many protein shakes did he say he had then? I counted five. Did I? Yeah, it sounds about, sounds about like he's having five to six a day. And then and I don't what even was know name how of many of the, of the bars he has. So he mentioned two brand names. I'm not sure if he's partnered with them. I don't think he is. There's Go Macro, which is a nutrition bar, kind of like a Luna bar, one, you know, a Cliff bar or whatever. And how much, how much sugar is in a Go Macro? I'm just well, curious. Well, there's, there's many different flavors so each one has a different sugar content but like the peanut butter one has like 13 grams of sugar and if you look at the uh orgain it's like organic without the ic orgain shakes is another it's a brand uh you know it's like a v8 it's a brand protein shake and uh those also have some sugar in them Matt. but again there's there's very various different kinds various if different you, if flavors. you looked it up how much i'm curious one of the shakes that I looked at, not necessarily the one that he drinks, but the one that I opened up to look at the nutrition information has about, uh, I think it said 12 grams of sugar in it. And if he's so having he's six 60 of those grams a day, of sugar just from the drinks alone, if that number's correct, if not he's, counting the bar and how many bars he gets. If he eats the same shake that I looked at, yes. But if, you know, I would assume if the shake I looked at has that much sugar, that all of the shakes have some variation of sugar in them. So, yeah. yeah, he's probably getting more sugar than he should get. I mean, I think it's hard. I I'd do be curious think... what a nutritionist has to say about what he's doing. I'm not suggesting he's doing it all on his own. Maybe he has a nutritionist involved. No, I he hope. does have folks involved. He talked to oh, – if, okay, if you go good. and you listen to the full press conference, uh, he talks about a little bit, not a lot, a little bit about kind of the process. He also says in his defense in the press conference, which you can hear on com, the whole thing, uh, he does get asked, you know, how would you would would you recommend someone else does something like this? Is this, you know, and he basically says no. He's like, listen, this is this is a huge undertaking, and you need to be really careful if you're going to try and do what I'm doing. The only part of this that doesn't match for me in my head, sort of aligning with your well, he's young idea, is 
A, it's it feels a little fad like because can you see him at Phil Mickelson's age, the same size, swinging like an animal? He, can't, he I don't think he would be able to do that. I, uh, John the, Cook's concern is that if you add what forty pounds now. And if you continue and you add another 30 or 40 pounds, whatever his goal is, John Cook's concerned that walking on those golf courses as much as he does is going to be damaging to his body. I, I, I think there's a lot of possible negative outcomes. But one thing I do think is like almost a guarantee when I, when I say like a fad is I just don't see whether it's injury or not. Even if he never gets injured, I just don't think it's sustainable. I think he could do it for a period of years perhaps. But eventually, it's just not going to be a thing anymore. He can't do this forever. And then the last thing I'll say is, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for people who use their bodies like a machine, like if you talk to an actor who's getting in shape for like a Marvel movie, or if you look at some of the other actors, uh, uh, some of the other athletes in other sports, that like LeBron James, for example, who are very like meticulous, religious about taking care of their bodies. A, they're not buying box protein shakes. B, at the end of that cut you heard, he says, well, I don't really know what my caloric intake is. Are you kidding me? You talk to Hugh Jackman when he's training to become the Wolverine. He knows every single calorie that goes into his body. Every He can give you a specific number every day. They're very on top of that kind of thing. And for him to be kind of like, yeah, well, I got, you know, I eat, I just kind of eat like a handful of protein bars and a lot of calories. <laughs> To me, that just doesn't – it doesn't match. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I was uh, – obviously, I had the same kind of impression of what he was doing, it, particularly the the eggs and the and the massive amount of bacon and all that. I just hope that there's uh, – you, you're telling me that there is, but I hope that there's nutritionists involved because that's really loading the body up with all the stuff that generally they're telling us to stay away from. And I get that he's doing it to bulk, and I get that he's doing it to gain weight. I, I understand the intent, but how he's doing it, I hope, is not dangerous to his body. That's all I'm saying, and I don't know the answer to that. I'm just giving you an observation. So, in any event, it's it's I'm entertained by it. I'm definitely interested in it, but to me, it's not the only story in golf. I want to play you some sound in one of those uh, to define another story in golf and what it's going. First, BenHoganGolf.com. Please log on there when you get an opportunity, especially right now. Their sales are absolutely surging. I don't know if it's related to the pandemic and people being home and, and people kind of perusing on the Internet. If you're going to buy golf equipment from the Internet anyway, I suppose buying it directly from the company is even better than going through a retailer maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All I know is – that Ben Hogan Golf is getting it done. I believe that the primary reason is this. One, the product has the name Ben Hogan on it. Players want to put Ben Hogan Golf equipment in their bag, period. Two, it's packed with technology. All of today's latest technology is brought to fore in this equipment. It's all there for your benefit. And then three, they wrap it in an absolutely gorgeous, artistic package that's the thing that excites me the most because thankfully as a partner with ben hogan golf they keep me very closely involved in this stuff and because of my equipment background they send me drafts and and uh, just specs on these different products and say what do you think i'll give them my opinion here and there not that it has any particular impact but i can't tell you that what they do what they finally create when it's all said and done 
is gorgeous. It's the reason why we're giving everyone that goes to the French Lick Resort with us in October a set of the PTX Pro Forged Irons from Ben Hogan Golf. BenHoganGolf.com. Check it out yourself. Uh, there is no retailer in the middle between you and them. It's direct. You'll save 40 50%. Now, speaking of French Lick, I, I always encourage people, go and do the math. If someone's trying to invite you to go someplace, whatever, French, our, our trip to French Lick Resort, sit down at your computer and do the math. How many rounds of golf? How many dinners? Breakfast? Whatever's included. And... And write it all down and come up with the value. In our case, you've got a you know, $1,000 plus set of forged irons to throw in there on top of that. Put that all in there, all in the calculation. It's all, it's all in the value. And then find out what, what you're being charged. You will know if there's, a, if there's a margin being put in there, if there's a profit being built in there that's going to, say, the host. You'll know it. You'll see it. And the reason why I'm telling you that is I think it's a good exercise to go through because one of the things with Fairways of Life that we take tremendous pride in is that in all these trips that we've done, how many do you think we've done so far, Dom, since we started doing trips? 30, 40 maybe? It's probably – it's got to be more than that. It's a lot. I, whatever, I, don't even, I don't even have a count. There's so many. <laughs> all right, whatever the number is. I mean it's now it's like four or five a year too. Whatever that number is. We don't put a profit in that trip. We do these trips to say thank you to you. And we do these trips to say thank you to the destination. That's the reason why we do it. Many of the destinations that we go to are already partners with us. Say for like Scotland and then Ireland and even Ireland now with Tourism Ireland I'm associated with professionally. So we don't need to put profits into these trips. These trips to say thank you. It's about gratitude. So I'm just saying, fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick. Fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick. I believe, and it's amazing to me that people haven't figured this out yet, those that try to do the same thing that we do. The reason why all of our trips sell out, every single one of them, is because we don't run them as a profit center. We don't do that so that we make money off bringing people to these places. It's not why we do it. And so what happens is, is other, other hosts of what other shows or what have you, blah, blah, blah. They, they try to jump in and do the same thing. And ultimately their trips always fail or they get a very small group of, of the same, you know, four people that follow them around because, because they're trying to, to make money off of you. And I just, I don't think that's the way to do it. I just, I've never believed that. I just think it's wrong. So do do the calculation. You're going to find out that what we're doing in October at the French Lick Resort is incredible. Frenchlick.com is their website. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Frenchlick if you want any more details on that. So Will Gordon has accepted special temporary membership on the PGA Tour. He was an amazing story at the Travelers. He just played out of this world. He has this serenity about him for a guy that – is literally clawing clawing his way up. He's trying to make the PGA Tour through starting with sponsors' exemptions. Here he is talking to the press yesterday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yeah, it was a special week overall. I mean, I was really thankful to get the opportunity and um, felt felt that I did a really good job preparing myself for any opportunity that did come over uh, over the quarantine break and um, came out firing and felt pretty confident and com- comfortable and had really taken a lot of time to um, 
get ready emotionally and mentally. So I, th I think that kind of carried me through the week. And before we open it up to uh, questions, just talk a little bit about your uh, expectations for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think um, my expectations don't don't really change. I think uh, uh, my goals might shift a little bit now, um, now that I'm going to have a little bit more of uh, a stable schedule and um, have a little bit more of attainable goals in front of me. But um, I think my expectation uh, of myself kind of continues to be the same thing of just going out and trying to compete at the highest level. Why did you drive from Connecticut, Well, You want a lot of money. You're supposed to get your own jet, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that I'm not I'm not ready for that that bill mentally. So, um, I I uh, I just decided to drive on on Thursday or Friday. I I decided to drive last week just to kind of keep my circle small. And um, you know, as this this COVID thing is continues to be a real a real um, you know issue to kind of everything going on. I just wanted to keep my bubble really small. So um, my caddy and I just kept the same car and. We drove all the way here, and it was a, it was a, it was it wasn't that bad of a drive. I'm waiting for hours. How many hours was that? It was, it was ten and a half. So we did three on a, we did three on Sunday night after uh, we got done, and then we did six and a half or seven yesterday. Okay, and secondly, well, what what do you have uh, planned going forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I still have to get um, invitations from tournaments, um, but I'm just kind of waiting to hear what what my schedule looked like. You know, a lot's changed in the last 24 hours. Uh, and I have some good relationships with some tournament directors moving forward, and I, I think I'm playing for sure the Wyndham Championship. But other than that, I, I'm waiting to hear um, back from a couple people and um, would definitely be super appreciative of any anywhere I could play. Okay. And I'm sorry to keep hogging this, but I, it seems like an odd – well, it's an odd year to begin with, but, but um, from the standpoint of the season really shrinks. So now that you've got – open um, amount of, of invitations, you're still looking at a, I mean, Wyndham's kind of the, the cutoff. Right. Is that just as much pressure on you when you do get a start to try and, and get full membership? Yeah, I think um, I think we'll see where this, this these FedEx Cup, FedEx Cup points end up for the 125 this year. So um, I think just trying to play my best until until that number's for sure um, is just all, all my goal is going to do and try to try to win every time I get a, I get a chance. Will Gordon, so it'll be fun to keep an eye on him and see how he is doing with the same. Before we wrap up today, I'm going to go over the air times of where you can catch the Rocket Mortgage Classic tomorrow uh, so that whether it's radio or whether it's television, whether it's online, et cetera, you'll know exactly where it is. Uh, speaking of online, touredge.com has their entire product line online. It carries a lifetime warranty. Their objective, quite simply, is to bring the best technology and equipment to everyone, meaning that they're not going to charge outrageous prices for their product, but they're going to give you outrageous technology and great looks. And I love the fact that if there's anything that your game needs, and not even just your game, but your family's game or what have you, you can find it at touredge.com. Uh, BridgestoneGolf.com is the website so that you can make sure that you're playing the correct golf ball. It's a theme that we drum here constantly because Bridgestone's a leader in that. They want you to be V-fit. That means you're sending them video of your swing. They'll tell you the angles that they're looking for. Have your friends shoot it. Send them the video, and an expert will come back. Not an algorithm. An actual human being will give you recommendations based upon what they've seen, and they'll tell you the criteria of what it is and why it is. So BridgestoneGolf.com to get V-Fit. And has all the information there, too, in the new tour 
B-Series. And then finally, you heard me mention Ireland. Ireland.com is the website. Greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, full stop. Or you can come back with us when we're going in May. We are, we're going to go to the – I'm taking everybody back up to the north into the west. And one of the courses we're playing because we have to is Royal Port Rush. You know, when I'm doing a coverage of an event like like the Open, which is, you know, the world radio feed, I pretty much see every inch of the golf course because you're out there for so many shots over so many days. Practice rounds and then tournament proper because, you know, it, during Thursday and Friday, I may get five groups a day. You're going to go, I'm going to be on, on at least 45 holes a day uh, covering covering play, which is great. It's what I love to do. Right, So I'm going to see in two days alone 90 different holes plus all the different shots that go with it, hundreds of shots just on the front end before the weekend kicks in. So I'm watching these holes getting played and approached from every possible angle. I learn more about a golf course watching the best play it up front and at that level than anything that I could hope to accomplish with me and my buddies playing a golf course. It's that classic in education. Well, as a result... I came back and I was like, I want to play Royal Port Rush. I want to bring the, the Fairways family back. So Ireland.com to see all the virtues of it. And then if you want it, if you're interested in our trip, we'd love to have your company there too. We'll make room. We'll make room. Don't worry. I know everyone's like, hey, it's I contacted them. They said you were sold out. Da, 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 da. We'll get you in. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021. Fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021. We've got... Carney's slated to go with us. You never 100% know because it's next May. We wanted to go way on the other side of the COVID-19 virus. So you never know what kind of assignments people are going to get. But but he's he's planning to go with us. I also in, invited Paul Leals on that one, too. So we'll see. Uh, Johnny's good. He always goes with us on one of those trips. And I'm not sure which one he'll be a part of that one or otherwise. So uh, Ireland.com for more. Uh, Fairwaysoflife.com slash Ireland 2021 if you want to. Join us. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with another making a name on golf's grandest tour. Why not? More of the Fairways of Life show after this. It's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present. From cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone. From Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance. Visit our luxurious spa. Indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, 
the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at footjoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit touredge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Matt Adams here with you. Pleasure to have your company as ever from wherever around the world. You are joining us on this Wednesday. Play will be getting underway tomorrow at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You can catch the coverage first thing bright and early on PGA Tour Live. 6.30 a.m. is when the coverage starts. These are all Eastern times that I'm about to give you. 6.30 a.m. Dom saying today at 1 as well for the – tell us again the, the exhibition that's being played, the name of the exhibition details. Uh, the name of the exhibition is changing the course. It's for charity at the Detroit Golf Club uh, later this afternoon. Match play exhibition, nine holes. Bubba Watson, Harold Varner the third against Jason Day and Wesley Bryan, and they're they're playing for charity. And essentially, the charity is to improve internet access in that whole region, which is hit and miss for a lot of folks. Okay, so uh, when you have internet access, of course, you have access to information and the more information that people get the better educated they are so they're looking for equity in terms of access to the same all right so 6 30 a.m tomorrow morning as i mentioned 1 p.m for that this afternoon but 6 30 a.m tomorrow morning for pga tour live same on friday saturday it starts at 8 a.m sunday it starts at 8 a.m for pga tour live that is distributed by nbc sports gold we have it for you tomorrow on golf channel at 3 p.m Same on Friday, 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, it starts at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, then 3 p.m. on CBS. PGA Tour Radio is at noontime, Thursday and Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday and on Sunday. PGA Tour Radio can be heard for free on the PGA Tour app, on PGATour.com. And that's for all over the world, incidentally, for those of you listening to us. And if you're in North America, you can also hear it on the paid satellite service, Sirius 
XM. So as you know, we love having members of the Fairways of Life family on to keep us up to speed on what's going on in their life as they continue their march down the pathway with professional golf. Megan Kang was introduced to all of you as part of Beyond the Ropes, our series last year, and we wanted to touch base with her now and see what's going on. Megan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's always doing well. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. So how have you been spending this whole lockdown, the pandemic? What's going on in your life? Uh, honestly, it's kind of been a lot of family time given. Um, really not doing too much. Uh, golf courses opened up a little later than a lot of other states. So my dad actually built like a a little hitting garage in our driveway <laughs> for almost... Nice most of the quarantine and then just kind of been slowly seeing some friends uh still keeping our distances i think we've only seen each other like twice throughout this whole thing (laughs) yeah she's working too that's why yeah uh other than that just trying to stay active i think i went uh paddleboarding kayaking a couple times I'm just trying to take my mind off of golf, especially in the first few stretches of the quarantine movement, when we didn't know how long this was going to last. Yeah. Did you, where are you, by the way? What, you said that the golf course is later. You're, are you in Florida? I'm in Massachusetts. So we oh, you're in Massachusetts. I didn't know if you were in Massachusetts. That's why I was wondering if that's, if you went back up there. Okay. So you were up there through some pretty horrible weather too, weren't you? Yeah. So after our, the one tournament I played in, in in Boca, Florida, I came, like, straight home after. And, like, since then, I went to Bermuda to play in, like, a par three event. And then that was, like, the first week of March. And ever since then, I've been home. And I, I, I know because, remember, my family's all Rhode Island-based. March... In fairness, April and oftentimes a lot of May, if not all of May, up in that part of the country can be pretty raw. And on the front end of it, you can be still getting blizzards. So you, you, I, I assume you were doing some shoveling. Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. Um, I mean, like, everything seemed to be, like, only a couple inches. And then by, like, two days later, it all be melted. Oh, okay. So it was, like, off and on. It was, like, playing with our emotions, you know. Yes, the promise of what might be. And then when the promise came, the golf courses were slow to open in Massachusetts. But as you mentioned, they are now. So, Megan King, how did you improve yourself? I'm not talking golf necessarily, unless you want to go down that road. But how did you improve yourself during the lockdown? Um, that's a good question. Um, I just kind of realized that you can't take anything for granted and Yes, golf is stressful at times, but there are so much worse things that are out there. So when it comes down to it, you just got to be positive and live your life and not quite take like a whatever happens, happens mentality. But, uh, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be kind of situation. So there's not so much more stress on me. How is that different than the way you normally conduct yourself? Do, Do you allow stress to creep in? I would normally, like, when I was younger, I used to not stress about anything. And then, like, as I started growing up and playing on tour, 
I like started stressing out about like little things where like I couldn't control it. And mm-hmm. so it would be extra stressful for me. And it'd be kind of pointless because I'm stressing over something I can't control instead of just like focusing on like what I can do. Can, can just, you give like, me an example of what you mean in this regard, Megan Kane? What, what were you stressing over that you can't control? Like, uh, when it came to golf, it was like, oh, like, um, like I need to birdie, birdie in to, like, make the cut or get a top 10. And I would stress out about, like, the next two holes rather than just, like, focusing on the current shot and just, yeah. Yeah. just kind of staying in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I take it that had adverse uh, r- uh, results as because of that mindset. Yeah, exactly. Like I added more stress. Everything became more tense. And like with this quarantine, you can't really think ahead. So I've been just really living in the moment and seeing how everything goes day by day and really not stressing out because like when our schedule gets back up, we're going to, we are going to go out there, but I can't be like, we need to start like, oh my gosh, like I need to go back out there and play. I'm just like, safety comes first. Yeah, yeah. What will be will be. Now, do you do? Are you doing yoga? Are you doing meditation? Are you are you talking with a sports psychologist? Are you reading books? How do you take this philosophy and ensure that it's ingrained in terms of how you conduct yourself in life and golf? Uh, just kind of taking like I've been reading quite a bit, read a couple books, and then really just kind of doing my thing i really haven't done a lot i've done like home workouts and stuff like that um but like other than that i think just being home around everyone that i'm super close to and my family it's just kind of made me realize like there's no need to stress yeah i I would agree with that philosophy because there's always something else out there, even if, you know, and obviously for you, it's it's not the case, but even if golf didn't work, you'd be okay. If you weren't play, if you were a tour player right now, do you have the realization that, hey, you know what, if I didn't play in the LPGA, I could go off and do this? What would you do? Um, I always joked around when I was younger, I wanted to be like a lawyer, veterinarian, like all at once. And um, Animal law. Back, yeah, I was like, I wanted to be everything. Um, but looking back, like, I can't really see what my life would have been without golf. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. It's been in my life for so long. And, like, it's a huge part of me. But, like, I wanted to be a lawyer and, like, fight for, like, justice and stuff like that. So, it's, it's a very different dynamic. It, it's all of it is fascinating. And I love the fact that you're allowing yourself instead of building up anxiety, anticipation uh, that that's overwhelming, you're taking it the opposite direction, saying it will be when it will be uh, with what your dad built this this net that you're able to hit into to try to keep some form. Uh, are you able to maintain your fitness? Are you able to maintain your swing? It's hard for me to ask you if you've been working on anything because of the nature of of the lockdown and the limited exposure that you've had to the game even now, but if, going down that road for, for the purpose of your observation anyway, is there anything with the game that you've been able to kind of tweak? 
You know, um, my dad as my coach, we've always been tweaking on the swing, trying to make it as compact and repeatable as possible. So thankfully, like I live with my my coach. So we've always been working on that uh, throughout the whole quarantine. And like fitness-wise, our gyms still aren't open up here. So I've just been doing like free free workouts at home, running around the neighborhood. Um, and as for like uh, golf workouts and stuff like that, um, Massachusetts went through this time period where like golf carts weren't allowed. So I would like, carry my bag everywhere whenever I would go play. Uh, it was a good workout. That's interesting. And and what else do you do? Are you doing anything else at home? It, with because you said you can't get to the gym, can you run, or or is that not? Some people love running. Some people completely despise it. Where do you fall? Yeah, no, I um, I just said like I ran around the neighborhood a couple times. I'm not a huge runner. Um, oh, like I'll go running around the neighborhood. Like, it sounded like errands to me. I'm sorry. It sounded like you were doing errands to me. Oh no, <laughs> like, I um. I physically run around the neighborhood. Um, we live in this nice area where, like, it's not a lot of traffic going on, so it's nice. You see so a lot you're of happy. Work. This whole this this whole thing hasn't hasn't caused you great strife. I mean, obviously, we're all concerned about people who are infected or exposed or what have you, but otherwise, you're actually managing this thing pretty good, just hanging with the fam. Yeah, it isn't uh, too terrible. I mean, as much as I'd love to be out, it's always good to be home and. It just makes me more anxious to go out, and when we do, I'm going to be ready. It's amazing how many players that we've spoken to in the PGA Tour and on the LPGA Tour through this that are also getting into trying different things in terms of baking or cooking and, and preparing meals because you know they're there with whoever they're there with, and everyone kind of splits up the load with, with what they're doing. Have you done any – have you kind of tried areas of activities or hobbies that you haven't before? You know, I would love to get into cooking. I did get some cooking done, but um, my parents don't really like me cooking because they say I take too long. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's mainly because I'm very—I'm not very good at chopping, so that takes me a while. Really? I like to like—I like to really take my time when it comes to chopping, and I'd it's rather probably not important for a professional chopping. golfer to be careful chopping. I'm just saying. I'm on your side. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but I, um, I tried cooking for a bit, and then I did, like, fishing. I like to do a lot of stuff by the water. Fishing? Where did you go fishing in Massachusetts? Or through ice fishing? No. Um, our golf course, on the ninth hole, there's a little pond there, and you just go fishing. Had some pretty large mouth bass. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a catch and release in that situation, right? Oh, yeah, I always catch and release. Um, it's rare, unless I go with my uncles, um, it's rare that I'll catch and keep. Why, the uncles The uncles like to eat whatever they, they haul in? They like to go, like, ocean fishing and stuff like that, so they'll uh, bring it back home and have it for dinner. So uh, the uncles, which side of the family are the uncles on? My mom's side. And so did her whole family come over, like everybody? Uh, what do you mean come over? Did, weren't your, didn't your parents come from Laos? Yes. And so that's what I'm saying. Did her whole family emigrate? Yeah, the whole family came over. Um, nice. 
And so did everybody settle in the same area? Because th- that's a pretty cool story that, that you could have your whole family in one region. Uh, my mom's side is in Rhode Island. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, Rhode Island, so it's not too far. Uh, right. Maybe like an hour drive away. Oh, well, that's excellent. That is absolutely excellent. Okay, so as to your plans, Megan Kane. When do you think you're going to be playing again? I realize I'm never, I phrase it that way because I realize that there's spiking going on and things can change, and we just got more changes uh, this week with the LPGA. But what are you feeling? What are you hearing? When do you think you're going to actually be able to compete? I'm really hoping that we stay on schedule, and it's great the LPGA has put on an event, like an extra event for us. I think it's super cool, and we get to play it in a super elite golf course, and I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that we get a play there. So I'm hoping that that first event is a go, and I will be there. Okay. You're still so young at 22 years old. Do you think that maybe it's a Solheim Cup experience, the solid play that you had last season? Do you think that Megan Kang 2020 version, however abbreviated it may be, do you think that it's an advancement of the golfer that you were in prior years? Um, you know, like, Solheim Cup was a huge lesson for me in the sense of to just, like, believe in yourself and really just give everything you got no matter what. And, like, given you know you need to do that every every day you go play. And just kind of, it was just kind of emphasized that week. So it taught me a lot, really just to put it all out there, have no regrets, and that's definitely going to help me in my future. Um, and it's just, it was a huge lesson learned and I can't wait to use what I've learned from that experience for my Very future. cool. Awesome. Uh, before we let you go uh, on this Wednesday, could you talk to us about what sponsors are helping you do your thing? Oh yeah, of course. Um, you know, throughout the whole pandemic, I've been lucky enough to play some golf with one of my sponsors um, tournament solutions. He's been great. He's been able to help me just kind of stay calm, live freely, just chat once in a while. Same thing with Kronos. They've been doing a great job of staying up to date on everything going on in the world. Like they're super good. And I cannot thank Titleist and put joy forward and everything they've done since my rookie year. Mm-hmm. Love it. Megan Kang, our guests on this Wednesday. Well, we can't wait for you guys to get back underway again competitively, to be out there playing. Hope you guys are safe. Delighted that it has gone so well for you, my friend. And we very much thank you for the time that you've spent with us today as ever and wish you the best as ever. Thank you so much. Stay safe, everyone. See ya. Megan Kang uh, joining us on this Wednesday. So don't forget, when we come on the air tomorrow, play will be underway. We come on the air every day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and then you can catch us on demand everywhere, anywhere around the world in every major audio uh, platform. Please tell your friends uh, about that. It, it's literally available to billions of people around the world. So the golf that will come on the air first will be on PGA Tour Live again at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. We have it on Golf Channel at 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, and PGA Tour Live will be at noontime 
tomorrow. We'll see you again at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning live. Until then, everybody, have a great day and goodbye for now. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash Shoe Finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com.